Before we start our story, we invite you to join the Circle Round Club. As a member, you can get ad-free episodes, bonus bedtime stories, early access to Circle Round events, and a personalized birthday message from me, Rebecca Shear. Join now and support the public radio podcast you love at WBUR.org slash Circle Round Club. WBUR Podcast, Boston. Ever heard the phrase, live by your wits? If you live by your wits, then you're surviving, you're getting by, by using your cleverness, your cunning. We're about to meet a character who doesn't just live by his wits. He uses them to outwit a not very nice guy. I'm Rebecca Shear, and welcome to Circle Round, where story time happens all the time. Today, our story is called Of Beans and Bunnies. Versions of this tale come from much of the Spanish-speaking world, including Argentina, Brazil, Chile, Guatemala, Mexico, and Spain. Some really great people came together to bring you our adaptation of this folktale, including Efren Ramirez, whom you grown-ups may recognize from Napoleon Dynamite. Efren stars in the animated adventure film Lightyear, coming out this summer. So circle around, everyone, for Of Beans and Bunnies. Go. If you lived in a certain small town in a certain faraway land and you ran into money trouble, you needed cash to buy food, say, or pay a bill, then you would go to the town banker to ask for a loan. Please, sir, my crop didn't do well this season, and my family is hungry. May I borrow some gold coins? The banker was always happy to grant such requests. Why, of course you can borrow some gold coins. There was just one catch. If you were the least bit late in paying back the money you owed... I'm sorry, sir, but I'm going to be late with the money I owe. Then the banker would get his revenge. You're going to be late, you say? Unacceptable. For every day you're late in paying me back, I will double the amount you owe me. Double! So, let's say you owed the banker 20 gold coins. The first day you were late with your payment, you would owe him 40 gold coins. The second day, you would owe him 80, then 160, and so on. So, as you can imagine, the townspeople lived in fear of the banker, who showed no mercy when somebody fell on hard times. You owe me double. And you, and you, and you! Now, it just so happens that one day a traveler made his way to the banker's town. His name was Pedro. And though Pedro carried not much more than the clothes on his back and the brains in his head, those brains were remarkable. For Pedro, you see, was as sharp and clever as they come. So even though he rarely had more than one coin in his pocket, he always had his wits. When Pedro got to town, he happened to overhear the banker talking with one of the townspeople who owed him money. I'm sorry, Mr. Banker, but... I can't pay back your loan. You can't pay back my loan, you say? Then tomorrow, first thing in the morning, I'll be back and you'll owe me double. Did you hear me? Double. Pedro was aghast at the banker's words and at the way those words left the townsperson in tears. (laughs) How will I ever pay? 
gosh, that banker is awful. I should do something to teach him a lesson. The question is, what? Pedro's clever mind mulled over the various tricks he could play. And at last, Aha. he came upon a brilliant idea. As the sun began to set, he rummaged through his satchel and fished out his coin purse. He loosened the drawstrings and peered inside. Ah, just as I thought. I'm down to my last gold coin. But no matter, I've got something more valuable than that. My wits. Pedro put away his coin purse, hoisted his satchel over his shoulder, and raced over to the grocer's shop. Greetings, sir. How may I help you? If you please, Madam Grocer, I'd like one clay pot, one cup of dry black beans, and one wooden spoon. Oh, and some charcoal. A whole bag if you have it. I'll give you one gold coin for it. I'm afraid it's all I have. One gold coin? The grocer scratched her chin. Well, times have been hard, and I owe a certain banker a boatload of money. So one gold coin is better than no gold coins. You may have your one clay pot, your one cup of dry black beans, your wooden spoon, and your charcoal. Thank you. Thank you very much. Pedro dropped the clay pot, dry black beans, wooden spoon, and charcoal into his satchel, then made his way to the banker's big, grand house. It was nighttime by now, so no one was about. And right there, beneath a tree on the side of the road, Pedro rolled out a blanket and went to sleep. A few hours later, just before daybreak, Pedro woke back up again. Okay. Come sunrise, that stingy banker will be striding out of his house to collect his debts. I'd better act fast. Working quickly and quietly, Pedro took the dry black beans he purchased the night before and tossed them into the clay pot he'd purchased the night before. Then he filled the pot with water from his canteen. After that, he laid the charcoal on the side of the road and lit a fire. Beside the fire, he dug a small hole. Once the fire died down a bit, Pedro shoveled the glowing coals into the hole. Then he placed the pot of beans over the coals so that you couldn't see them. It looked like the pot was just resting on the ground. As the water began to boil and the beans began to cook, Pedro used his wooden spoon to stir the pot as he recited a little rhyme. Magic pot makes some heat. Give me something good to eat. Magic pot makes some heat. Give me something good to eat. Magic pot Make some heat. Excuse me, sir. Pedro looked up. Standing before him, in a fancy suit and shiny shoes, was the banker. I heard you saying your little poem as I walked out of my house just now. Given that you are on my property, I demand to know, who are you and what are you doing? Pedro gave his steaming pot a stir, then gave the banker a smile. My name is Pedro, sir. And can't you see... I'm cooking breakfast. But how? There's no fire. The water in that pot is boiling, and I can smell the aroma of black beans cooking. Yet I don't see so much as a flame. That's because it's a magic pot, sir. It doesn't need any fire or flames. 
You just put your food in, you place the pot on the ground, you say the magic words, magic pot, make some heat, give me something good to eat. And it begins to cook, just like that. Well, butter me up and call me a biscuit. That is amazing. As the banker watched the pot bubble and boil, his eyes grew wider and wider, and Pedro knew exactly what the greedy man was thinking. He was envisioning all the delicious foods he could make if this magic pot were his, or all the money he could make if he sold such a treasure. Uh, listen, uh, uh, Pedro, was it? Yep, Pedro. Pedro, this magic pot of yours, how much do you want for it? Pedro's heart skipped a beat. Just as he'd hoped, the banker was falling for his trick. I'm sorry, sir, but my pot isn't for sale. There's not another pot like it in the whole wide world. I'll give you 100 gold coins for it. 100 gold coins? That's it? For an extraordinary pot like this one? Frankly, sir, I am insulted. 200 then? Nope. How about we raise it to 500? Nuh-uh. Double it to a thousand? One thousand gold coins for your magic pot? What do you say? Pedro pretended to sigh. <sighs> All right. Fine. You win. One thousand gold coins it is. Splendid! I'll just go inside and collect my money. Stay right where you are. I'll be back in a flash. As the banker disappeared into his house... Pedro ate some beans from his so-called magic pot. Mmm. I have to say, this banker fellow might be made of money, but he certainly isn't made of brains. He's totally fallen for my trick. Moments later, the banker came back, holding a big silk purse. Here you go, Pedro. One thousand gold coins in exchange for your magic pot. Thank you, sir. Something tells me my pot is in just the right hands. And with that, Pedro ran off down the road, 1,000 gold coins in hand. The banker, meanwhile, began gobbling up the black beans in the clay pot. Before long, the pot was empty. Oh, that hit the spot. Those beans were scrumptious. But I have a hankering for some more. So the banker raced into his house, grabbed a fistful of dry beans, then dashed out and plunked them into the pot. Okay, what were those magic words again? Uh, magic pot, make some heat, give me something good to eat? Mm, nothing's happening. Let me try again. <clears throat> magic pot, make some heat, give me something good to eat. Still nothing? Hmm. The banker spent the next hours reciting the magic words again. Magic pot, make some heat. Give me something good to eat. And again. Magic pot, make some heat. Give me something good to eat. But the pot refused to cook. At last, the banker reached down and lifted the pot off the ground. And the moment he did... Well, fry me in butter and call me a catfish. There are coals underneath this pot. And they're black and cold as can be. The banker felt his stomach clench, his jaw too. And all at once he realized the magic pot 
wasn't magic at all. That settles it. I will get revenge on this Pedro fellow. And oh, victory will be sweet. What do you think the banker will do next? And will Pedro get away scot-free? Or will he have to pay the piper? Or banker? <laughs> we'll find out after a quick break. Support for Circle Round comes from Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Circle Round. That's Indeed.com slash Circle Round. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Before we get back to our story, have you heard about the Circle Round Club? It's a super fun way to support the public radio podcast you love and get all sorts of perks, including a welcome box with special Circle Round Club swag, weekly activity emails, monthly newsletters, and early access to Circle Round events. You can also get bonus bedtime stories, behind-the-scenes videos, ad-free episodes, and a personalized birthday message from me, Rebecca Shear. Sign up now at WBUR.org slash Circle Round Club. Welcome back to Circle Round. I'm Rebecca Shear. Today our story is called Of Beans and Bunnies. Before the break, a hard-hearted banker gave mischievous, quick-witted Pedro 1,000 gold coins for a magic pot, which, as it turned out, wasn't magic at all. Pedro took the gold coins and handed them out to all the townspeople who couldn't afford to pay back the banker's loans. Thank you, Pedro! Thank you, Pedro! Thank you! Thank you! Thank you! Pedro knew the banker would be furious once he learned the magic pot wasn't really magic. So the clever fellow decided to cook up another scheme. Keeping a handful of coins for himself, he visited a farm on the edge of town and told the farmer he'd like to buy two bunnies. Oh! Those twins over there, the little gray ones that look exactly alike. I'll take them both. Pedro brought the twin bunnies to a nearby boarding house and rented a room. Then he asked the owner of the boarding house if she could do a certain favor. Dear lady, I wonder if for dinner tonight you can prepare a feast in the dining room. The finest meal you can muster. Roasted meat, luscious stew, perhaps a nice fried fish say, five o'clock? I'll give you several gold coins for your trouble. The woman agreed. So Pedro left one of his new bunnies at the boarding house, then tucked the other identical bunny into his satchel and made his way into town. Just as he expected, as he wandered down the road, he came face to face... Pedro! ...with the banker. I've been searching all over for you, you scoundrel! You told me that clay pot of yours was magic, and yet it was nothing of the sort. I'm sorry, sir. Pedro hung his head. What I did was wrong. So wrong. 
So please, allow me to make it up to you. Make it up to me? And how do you propose doing that? By having you over for dinner. I'll serve you the finest foods. You do like fine foods, don't you? Roasted meat, luscious stew, nice fried fish. In fact, the banker did like fine foods, and he couldn't resist Pedro's offer. All right, fine. I'll join you for dinner. Wonderful! Just hang on a sec. Pedro reached into his satchel and took out the little gray bunny. He stroked its ears as he leaned in close to its furry face. Okay, little helper. Here's what you must do. Run back to the boarding house and tell the proprietor we're having company. Tell her to prepare plenty of roasted meat, luscious stew, and nice fried fish. Now, up you go. The banker watched as the spry little creature hopped off down the road. Uh, I'm sorry, Pedro, but will that little gray bunny actually convey your message? Come on over and find out. Dinner starts at five. Several hours later, as the clock struck five on the nose, who should come knocking at the boarding house door but the banker? Pedro was thrilled. Welcome, Mr. Banker. I was hoping you would come, and you're just in time. The food is ready. Pedro gestured toward a table loaded with roasted meat, luscious stew, and fried fish. Lucky for us, my little helper sent the message on time. Otherwise, dinner would be running ever so late. Pedro gestured toward a little gray bunny nibbling lettuce in the corner. There's not another bunny like him in the whole wide world. Now, this little gray bunny in the corner, as you may have guessed, it was not the same little gray bunny Pedro had pulled from his satchel out on the road. That bunny didn't know its way back to the boarding house, so it was probably in a forest or field somewhere, nibbling grass and clover to its heart's content. So, who was this bunny then? The other bunny's twin, of course. Because Pedro had bought two bunnies from the farmer, right? So this bunny was the one Pedro had left at the boarding house before heading out toward town. But the banker didn't know any of that. So as dinner was served, the greedy man kept sneaking glances at the little gray bunny, wondering how he might make this supposedly miraculous creature his own. Pedro... If you sell me that little gray bunny of yours, I'll let bygones be bygones. And I'll forgive you for that stunt you pulled with that so-called magic pot. So, how much do you want for it? Pedro smiled to himself. This was just what he hoped would happen. I'm sorry, sir, but my little gray bunny isn't for sale. That said, I could consider parting with it. On one condition. Oh? And what might that one condition be? That you forgive all of the townspeople's debts. Everyone who owes you money. You consider their loans null and void. Forgive all the townspeople's debts? I couldn't possibly... No deal? No bunny. The banker gritted his teeth. All right, fine, you win. I'll forgive all the townspeople's debts. Every last one of them. Just give me that bunny. 
So after dinner, once the dishes were cleared, Pedro gave the banker the bunny. The next day, the banker invited the mayor, the judge, and the schoolmistress, the three most important people in town, to go riding with him. As they galloped along on horseback, the banker took the little gray bunny out from his cloak. Behold this little gray bunny, friends. There's not another bunny like him in the whole wide world. The banker stroked the bunny's ears and leaned in close. Okay, little helper. Here is what you must do. Run back to my house and tell the cook we're having company. Tell him to prepare a big lunch of smoked sausages, roasted meat pies, and chocolate truffles for dessert. Now, off you go. The banker let the gray bunny go, and the mayor, judge, and schoolmistress watched as the nimble creature hopped off into the forest. Mr. Banker, is that bunny really going to deliver a message to your cook? Hmm, surely such a thing is not possible. It's just a bunny, after all. So you say, friends. But come on over and find out. We'll ride for another hour, then we'll head back to my house for a real feast. An hour later, when the banker led his friends into his dining room... Well, here we are. He received a big surprise. Wait a minute. Where's lunch? Cook! Where is our food? The table is bare. The cook came running out of the kitchen. Of course it's bare, sir. I never received instructions about what you wanted to eat. And I, I didn't know you were expecting company. But the little gray bunny! Didn't it tell the you... The little gray what, sir? The banker's eyes swept across the room. Indeed, there was no little gray bunny to be seen anywhere. And that's when he realized... Pedro! He had been duped. Again! And now, the banker had no debts to collect, no bunny to do his bidding, and, much to his grumbling stomach's dismay, no lunch to eat. As for Pedro, well, the clever and mischievous traveler was long gone. Off to another town or country where there were wrongs to be righted and tricks to be played. Now it's your turn. Across the planet, many, many people are working to right the wrongs they see in this world. What's one thing you can do to join them? Maybe you can clean up litter in your favorite park. You can donate clothing, books, or toys to children in need. Or you can just spread kindness and love wherever you go. Find a grown-up and talk with them about how you can do your part to improve our world. This week's story of Beans and Bunnies was adapted by me, Rebecca Shear. It was edited by Circle Round's supervising producer, Amory Sievertson. Our original music and sound design is by Eric Shimalonis. Our artist is Sabina Hahn. Sabina has drawn a black and white picture for every Circle Round story, and you can color them in. Grown-ups, you can print out more than 160 coloring pages on our website, wbur.org slash circle round. Special thanks to this week's actors. Kevin Corbett, Rishikesh Irway, Edward Hong, Nick Shali, Amory Sievertson, Mike Smith, Alexia Trainer, Don Ursula, and Efren Ramirez. Listen for Efren in the animated feature film Lightyear, coming out in June 2022. 
The featured instrument in today's story was the charango. You can read about this stringed instrument and see a picture on our website. Again, that's wbur.org slash circle round. Love the stories you hear on Circle Round? It would make our day if you gave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. And please tell your friends to follow us wherever they get their podcasts. Circle Round is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR news station. I'm Rebecca Shear. Thanks for circling around with us. One of the best things about creating Circle Round is hearing from listeners like you. Circle Round fans have been telling us about their favorite Circle Round stories, and we're excited to share some of their voices with you. Hi, my name is Lise, and I live in Victoria, BC, Canada. And my favorite Circle Round is the Laughing Canoe. I like the part when the farmer almost got swallowed by the canoe. It was really funny. My name is Naomi, and I live in Massachusetts, and my favorite soccer round is Pipe and the Puka. I like the part when the fairies are dancing, and he learned a new song. My name is Stella, and I live in Boston. My favorite circle round is Stella and the Dragon, because my name is Stella. I like where they throw the rocks. My name's Ava, and I live in Boulder Creek, California. My favorite circle-round story is The Beggar and the Baker, because I like that part when it all comes in and knocks down the chef's stuff. My name is Alice, and I live in Albuquerque. New Mexico. And my favorite circle round is the beggar and the baker's daughter because I like when the old lady um, shows the daughter how to be more kind. Did someone mention an episode you missed? No problem. You can find every single circle round story on our website. That's wbur.org slash circle round or wherever you and your grown-ups get your podcasts.